I honestly know that they're not going to abolish these laws. The world is getting worse, yeah. worse and worse every day. Yeah. It's, um, but every woman has the right to choose life. Because this is for the last. This is for the last. This is Reformed Raza. Holy <laughs> jinx. <laughs> and we are live. My name is Martin Velasquez alongside with Corona, comma, Justin. El Corona Man. El Corona. And we're coming all the way live from Tustin, Southern Califas, Orange County. All the way live. Represent. And uh, so today is going to be dope. Dope, dope. As always, every single episode is dope. If you haven't checked out the other ones, go check them out. Be be edified and learn something today. But so today, the conversation, yeah. So <laughs> the conversation today, we'll be talking about abortion, and so um, more more so, this is uh, an an input from someone's life experience with abortion, firsthand experience of that. Um, this is going to be less informational as as we would want to later in the future uh really go through the bible and really just pick apart the bible as far as what it has to offer as far as abortion and then even go into the 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 statistics and and the whole history behind abortion but today it's more so of um is uh one of one of our uh, sisters from our church and and just her opening up with with her experience and her um what she's gone through and where god has grown her in that area and so today we have a special guest. Her name is Angelique. So if you'd like to say hi to the listeners. Hi. God bless you all. <laughs> <laughs> and so it's, it's interesting how actually this conversation came about. Mm-hmm. Uh, it started like around like two weeks ago, something like that. Yes. Uh, another sister at the church, we were talking and she was just asking me questions, you know, can God forgive a rapist can God forgive a murderer and I was like of course if he repents and you know puts his puts his faith in Jesus and then you overheard Angelique that's correct yeah and yeah. then you said something intriguing that really just caught my attention and what do you remember what you said um that God forgives and he even forgave somebody like me because when I came to Christ, I had blood on my hands. Yeah. Innocent blood on my hands. And that's that's what really caught my attention. You said you had blood on your hands. And I was like, what? <laughs> There's <laughs> something behind there. <laughs> so uh, elaborate on that. Yeah. So with that being said, um, um, I had innocent blood on my hands. I had an abortion. I... Not only had um, one abortion, I've had two abortions. Um, I've been pregnant multiple times. I'm, I've actually given birth to four kids, um, and I raised three. Um, but so, oh, well, I guess the first question then was, how old were you when you f- had your first abortion? Uh, my first abortion, I was actually an adult. Okay. Um, can I give you a little history? Yeah, go ahead. Of course. So, um, I, my first pregnancy, I got pregnant at 13. Mm-hmm. I had my first child at 14. Mm-hmm. And then about, roughly about uh, less than a year and a half later, I had given birth to a second son, which I carried full term, and I gave him up for adoption. Um, I didn't even, it didn't even, uh, cross my mind to have an abortion at that time. Yeah. Um, and this was, this was actually in 1989. Um, there was a term called babies having babies that that was very popular back then, back then. And, um, I hid this pregnancy all the way through the whole, the whole pregnancy. And I, um, gave the, gave the baby up for adoption. And so... Fast forward, I get married, and I decide to have another, you know, give parenting, uh, you know, have another kid. Mm-hmm. 
So I have my daughter, Dominique, out of that marriage. And then that marriage failed, and I started up another relationship. This relationship was not the greatest, Mm -hmm. and I got pregnant. And I decided to have a first trimester abortion. I was an adult. And with that being said, um, had a lot of, I kind of played it over, played the tape back. What did I, you know, can I keep this baby? Can I not? Um, and I went through with it. Mm-hmm. And it was really hard, very hard. Um, but yeah, that was my first abortion. And then um, again, I got pregnant again. Um, and this was about a year or two later, and I had another abortion. And then I got pregnant again. The third on the, time. On the mm. cusp of my, my second wedding, uh-huh. um, I got pregnant. I was pregnant, and I had a six-month miscarriage. Mm. Oh, man. And then the doctors told me, do not try to have any more kids for a while. And I tried again, and I ended up pregnant with Maddie. Oh, nice. Which is my, my, my youngest. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so the, that's kind of the history of, you know, me being pregnant and what I experienced in, during, you know, making decisions as far as life or death. Mm-hmm. And I've done both. Yeah. And I've done both and I've experienced, you know, um, miscarriage as well. So it was pretty hard, but. Which one, as far as with the, with the first abortion, and, and I'm pretty sure the second abortion probably followed within the same type of reasoning, but. Did you feel like you didn't have any support at the time or was it because of the relationship that you had with the father that you didn't feel like he would be there to support? Um, because the relationship was on and off again. It uh-huh. was unstable. So that's why I leaned towards that as, mm-hmm. as um, I guess... A justification? Just, yeah, yeah. And it was yeah. actually um, because my... You know, women, they justify it by saying... It's not a convenient time for me to have a baby. Mm. Yeah. Convenience, yeah. Yeah. It's a, you know, or, you know, the relationship's not right. And, you know, that um, the baby's dad, um, there was a lot of on and off. And mm-hmm. it just seemed easier to do that. It, I was justifying it in my own head. Yeah. So it's not okay. But, you know, nonetheless, I went through with it. And I kid you not, the second that the procedure was done, I felt such guilt. Yeah. Immediately. It's like, what did I do? And I knew that I took a life. Mm-hmm. And it haunts, it still to this day, well, it doesn't haunt me so much anymore because I know the Lord has forgiven me. Yeah. Yeah. But it haunted me. It really did. I'm like I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna burn for this. this so you, you you were fully aware of yes. what you were doing. That it was in fact a baby in mm-hmm. your womb, and that you were actually taking its life, right? Because yeah. today the the mentality that we see today, you know, mostly on the liberal side, they're trying to justify that it's it's justifiable because it's not a life. They're trying to make the baby into not a baby yet until. Mm-hmm. reaches the birth canal and it comes out the womb and so what they're trying to do is just try to take away the title of a human away from what's actually in you because you, what else are you going to be pregnant with you know you're pregnant with a human life and, and you so know what? they're even trying to justify it too that until it's viable yeah which until is basically it can survive by itself outside but really of no baby has ever been able to survive on its own my my kids, my youngest, five years old, he can't survive on his own. Yeah. If I were just to leave him on the street, mm-hmm. what's going to happen to him? He's going to die. Isn't that funny? Well, this, this is a little tangent, but isn't that funny how, like, babies need some, like, they, they, babies are dependent. Yeah. Every baby's dependent on something or someone to take care of them. Even, 
you know, from animals to, I don't know, not insects, but, like, just even even with, like, baby animals, too. Like, every yeah. every living um, creature and being is dependent on on the, on the um, mother or the parent like like the nursing mother or the mm-hmm. father or some some type of uh yeah some type of parent to take care of them mm-hmm. and like i don't know that that that's just always trips me out too because then it makes me it makes me even just more so just smile at the fact that like like there's no way that like this is not like uh like evolution like we've we've no. evolved because then if that were the case we wouldn't be dependent on something for yeah. our own life no exactly exactly and so, what I'm interested to hear right now is um, the role of the father. Yeah. The the father of of the baby. Uh, what what role did he or did he not play in your decision? Like, it was his absence the reason why he went through with this. He was an absent. Mm-hmm. Um, he it's just the relationship was on and off again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it was very. Was he aware that he did this? Yeah. Yes. Wait, was he like for it or? Yeah, he drew drew drove me to the clinic mm, see and that's another problem that we don't really hear about today either we just i mean yeah it's it is the the, the woman that's, that has to go through with it but if we men were to step up to the plate and actually handle business and be responsible and and take care of what we because it takes two to make a life yeah. and we would step up to the plate and really handle our business we, we wouldn't see what's going on today it's just mm-hmm. abortion is just so like celebrated these days now you know we you seen you know i don't know if you guys seen the pictures of of some even celebrities with you know hashtag you know i had an abortion all celebrating it but no, it's nothing yeah there's people that have like shirts on and they're just taking a picture and just says i have I had an abortion like it's something to glorify you know what i mean but as you were saying that you felt remorse you felt like yeah you said like you're gonna burn in hell for this yeah. you know that's not something to be celebrated it's not something to be glorified and if men if we were to step up to the plate and really take care of our business Mm -hmm. we wouldn't see this you know what i mean i i think going back to when i first got pregnant my very first pregnancy Mm -hmm. i was 13 i knew inherently that there was a life inside of me at a young age i knew that there was something living growing inside of me. and that was that was before any of this that we hear today huh all the arguments that we hear for abortion Mm -hmm. that wasn't back then right you just knew i just knew i knew that this was a a living baby growing inside of me yeah at even at a young age of 13 i didn't get necessarily the birds and the bees talk either yeah you know but um yeah, I just knew inherently, morally, I knew that it was mm-hmm. a life. Yeah. And it's just like, you know, when you're a kid and you have a pet of any sort, you want to take care of it, you want to nurture it, you know, because it's a living thing. Yeah. And how much more so are you going to take care of a living human being? Yeah. You know, it's like when you're a kid and you have a goldfish, you like more. Oh, my goldfish died. You're like all sad and stuff like that. Yeah. It's like, you know, it trips you out because <laughs> no, kids yeah. know what death looks like. Yeah, even exactly. At such exactly. A young age. So, we, if we know what death looks like, we know what life looks like. Yeah, exactly. And how to cherish it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's good. Yeah, but um, aside from that, yeah, it's just, uh, I, I agree that both parties should should um step up you know the the dad should step up and the woman if the woman feels like they're being forced into it they shouldn't they they have the right mm-hmm. to say no they don't have to have an abortion mm-hmm. that wasn't the case with me but i have heard that before yeah um there are, and and also it's there's alternatives to abortion mm-hmm. there is adoption um it's just it's so much better it's just mm. I cannot. There's plenty of people that can't have kids and that are willing to adopt. And, and and so you mentioned that you did give up one for adoption, right? So what was the difference in you having an abortion and giving up the adoption as far as the way you felt? Um, was it easier to have an abortion or was it easier to give it up for adoption? Because I know there none of them are easy decisions. They're both difficult. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, more but more difficult is the abortion yeah yeah because i i know that i have hope that one day that you know if my son does decide to reach out to me uh-huh. that 
he's alive. You know, he's okay. He's yeah. Not, yeah. He's not aborted chemically or aborted sur- mm-hmm. surgically. He's not. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't. I don't want to say what they do to the uh, the fetus. And yeah. Stuff. I mean, I think it's pretty well known. See, the 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 thing today is that that people know what's going on. Like oh, yeah. the scriptures say in Romans chapter one, they suppress the truth and unrighteousness. They know what it is. They know the procedures, and there's no justification for it. Therefore, they try to, you know, put up these arguments to take away the viability of the child that it's a real human life. Or some people are just straight out. I've seen even today that people are just they know mm-hmm. that what they're doing, and they have no shame in it. Yeah, and it's it's really frightening because no matter what you think about, you know what your perspective is on eschatology as far as end times or things like that, we know that things are getting worse. Mm-hmm. We know that sin is being more glorified, that people are just like not really caring anymore what God has to say about anything. And that's those are signs that, you know what, Jesus is coming back real soon. And these are signs that that the world is getting worse mm-hmm. until J- Jesus comes back. Not to stray away from the topic real quick, mm-hmm. but, but I'm just saying that we know that people know what they're doing and so i mean there's just i mean it's like the scripture says he's giving them over to their debased mind yeah in Mm -hmm. romans one right yeah Yeah. i was just reading that it's actually bookmarked (laughs) yeah there you go see yeah and and we can see that even just now in america how like god is taking his hand away Because now he's giving America over to their debased mind, and mm-hmm. now now all these laws are getting passed, and you can just see like the pride in it, you know, the yeah. pride in sin, the pride in just yeah. wickedness. Mm-hmm. It's just growing even more. Mm-hmm. So uh, let's talk about real quick about women's rights. So uh, I think when we were talking at the church, you you were talking about that too, right? Like a like the women's choice or or. Yeah. Well, okay. So my. My standpoint on a woman's right, I understand that, like, now New York State has passed a law where you can abort a, a full, a yeah. full yeah. baby if, if up the, until the day if of, it, of if birth. It's, yeah. um, if it's medically to the mother, if it's harming it, uh, the mother's yeah. um, mm-hmm. Is it just for that? Or that's what that's, that's uh, the only viable reason or the only reason why it would be okay. Uh, wow. Yeah. Um, so that's leaving, um, it up to the doctor and also to the, to the mother too. Yeah. You know, you go into the doctor's office and, um, you can talk to the doctor and you can say a gamut of things and the doctors are going to just, you know, they're going to mm-hmm. go with it in mm-hmm. a sense. Um, and that's, what's really scary. I don't believe that we should have that right to take a life. Mm-hmm. We shouldn't. I understand that if there's medical reasons for a woman, that a woman's going to naturally abort the child or... It wouldn't be called an abort the child, would it? Like, well, like it would it, be a miscarriage. A miscarriage. Yeah. It, but it's, yeah. Yeah. It does, the body naturally does. Yeah. It, expels, yeah. it expels the... If So like with me, when uh-huh. I had my, my miscarriage... I went to the doctor one day and they said, we can't detect a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. And this is, a, that's when you were talking about that earlier. So that's when they're saying about be, the, mm-hmm. the baby being viable. Yeah. This is the, that was the terminology that the doctor used with me, a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. So it means it's a living, breathing thing that has a heartbeat. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it's alive. So then all of a sudden at six months, the heart stops. Mm-hmm. And then my body naturally does what it does. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It expe- it expels the the unborn fetus and or the deceased fetus. And so, um, sorry, I'm kind of no. So that's not that's not something that that that's crazy. I didn't know that part. I yeah. never really like looked into. I never really heard any stories of miscarriage or yeah. really much. But I didn't know that the body naturally just mm-hmm. does that. That's I crazy. Went to labor. It's, it's no, uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> no, uh, even, you know, I'm pretty sure my wife will be okay, you know, if she listens to this, but when I was, when we were, I was 18, I was 18 years old, she was 19 and uh, we we're going to college. We we're going to studying for medical assisting right here at Concord Career College right here in Garden Grove. And, uh, 
back in those days we were really irresponsible but she you know she ended up getting pregnant and that uh one day during one of the classes she felt really sick in her stomach and so we knew that she already was pregnant she was eight weeks pregnant and so we i rushed her to the garden grove hospital and we knew what was going on Mm -hmm. we knew that this could be a miscarriage and i tried to get her into the emergency room but they wouldn't accept her because it was really busy and i was i was making a scene and i was like you guys need to see her right now you know she's having a miscarriage and this and that and so we went into the bathroom and that's where it happened in the in the garden grove bathroom at the hospital and we see what came out and we knew what just happened and it's something that really affected us, you know, since then. We would have had five children right now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's not something that we glory in. It's not something that we rejoice in. It's not a good feeling because you know that what just happened to a life. Mm-hmm. It's not, you know, nothing else. You're not pregnant with anything else because they even try to make the argument these days that it's a parasite. And that, to me, is really just debased like how you're saying it's really disrespectful to call an image of god a parasite that to me is really like -uh. that's not cool because it's a hard situation to go through it's not nothing to be to glory in you know what i mean it's not something that we should be celebrating because it life is precious to the lord and so who are we to make the choice to take that away we're not god yeah, and so it's very, it's a very fearful thing for all these doctors and all these politicians, you know, going for this murder of children. They're gonna have to face God one day, and that's a very fearful thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not something that we should be, we should glory in. Yeah. And so, as far as you know, you feeling remorse and you feeling these kind of things. So eventually, you came to the Lord. Mm-hmm. So how how. Did all those feelings, because you said it haunted you, mm-hmm. when you came to accept Christ, how did how did you experience, you know, the peace of God, the forgiveness of God? Let's let's talk about that. Okay, so that was one thing that I carried up until the day that I um, I accepted the Lord in my heart. So I always carried that guilt with me, and then. Um, so once I grew in my knowledge of the Lord and those situations such as like abortion and other things that have, you know, were really bad in my life, things that I did bad or whatever, I asked the Lord, you know, do you love, do, mm-hmm. do you love me? Do you forgive me for these things? And, you know, diving into my Bible and learning about what he says about forgiveness and what he did on the cross, the forgiveness of sins through his blood, through mm-hmm. the, the redemption, all those things. Once I, I really understood what that meant for me, just for me, not for anybody else. Yeah. It only that context, it only applied to my life. It was so profound because I was like, really, I'm forgiven. Mm hmm. And the, the thing is, what some Christians, when I, when I share my testimony, a lot of Christians that have been, you know, they've been Christians all their lives, they, they say that my situation, when God inter, intervened in my life, it was called what's, what's called a divine appointment. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I'm like, okay. So they go, you're called you're called and I'm like okay what does that mean and so mm-hmm. people would have to explain this to me yeah. and I didn't understand it so through hearing those things and then diving deeper into God's word and hearing what he did and, mm-hmm. and the apostles talking about what um, forgiveness looks like truly accepting the forgiveness that the Lord has for us um but also, it doesn't give me a right to continue sinning. So mm-hmm. if I was to get knocked up today or get pregnant today, doesn't mean that just because the Lord is going to forgive me that I have the right to go and end a life, abort it. Um, that's in any. That's with any sin. Oh you know, yeah. You know, but um, more so something like that. You know. So because I, when I came to the Lord, 
I I literally went before the altar before him and I I prayed and I said please are please forgive me for what I did mm. and because that was like I said that was one thing that haunted me yeah even though I didn't grow up in the church or whatever. I knew morally that it was wrong, that I took mm, a life. That's a good point right there. Because, morally, inherently, yeah, mm-hmm. I knew. Because if I was just to walk up, and no, no offense that I use you, because you, no, <laughs> you have that bright yellow shirt on, you're the target. Uh-huh. Um, no, I'm just kidding. But so, like, if I just walked up to Justin and just, like, stabbed him in the chest with some scissors or whatever, I know that I'm killing him. You know mm, what I mean? Yeah. I know that I'm taking his life, you know? Um, that's a kind of a graphic term to use, but I know it's wrong. Yeah. I know I can't do that. Mm -hmm. I know he's a living, breathing human being. Mm -hmm. What gives me the right to do that to a baby, Mm -hmm. an innocent baby? Mm -hmm. You know, he could be a murderer, but it still don't give me the right to kill him. Yeah. How much more so a baby, you know? And that's what, you know, and I knew that before I even knew Jesus. Um, but again, you know, women want to hold tight to their women's rights. Um, yeah, we have rights. We do, mm-hmm. but not a right to end a life. That's nobody's right. That's nobody's That's not right. a man's right. That's not a woman's life. That's not. No. And my prayer is that the doctors come to their senses. Yeah. That, that would be a big impact. And yeah. I understand that they're, you know, like I had, I was just having a discussion with my, my Theo about this. Mm-hmm. He was talking about that Christians are extremists mm-hmm. and he goes, and if you take away a woman's right, he goes, you're going to end up back with the coat hanger again, which is like. Oh, the whole the, back alley yeah, abortion alley thing. Yeah. Abortions and stuff. I honestly know that they're not going to abolish these laws. The world is getting worse, yeah. worse and worse every day. Yeah. It's. Um, but every woman has the right to choose life. Mm. That's the big thing. You know that, like I said, inherently it's wrong. So, um, you know, granted, if, if there's a medical reason and they're saying, you know, the, the woman's going to die, we have a choice, uh, we have to choose mm, yeah. between the two. Just pull the baby out and, and hopefully the baby will survive. You know, if it's like yeah, that yeah, one, yeah, of the, yeah, like yeah. there's a car accident or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that, 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 there the, are situations, there are like, situations that like that yeah. where, where there's even situations where sometimes we're, we're going to have to choose the mother over the child. Mm-hmm. And that's, we, we weep, you know, we sorrow. And we don't glorify it because we know what's being lost. Mm-hmm. If, if it becomes between two lives, you know, that's what we're dealing with, two lives. We're not dealing with one life and one potential life. Or option A, or option op- B. Yeah. Like, these are lives. Yeah, these are lives that we're dealing with. So it's a hard, it's a hard decision to make. Mm-hmm. But we know that one is going to be lost. So therefore, we weep for the one that has to be lost. And I think that that's, that's what switches the whole conversation around because... People want to, they don't, they don't want to see it as a life. So therefore they can glory. Oh, you know, we didn't get, we didn't kill anything. You know, Mm -hmm. it's not a real life. No, it is a real life. It is. Um, yeah, it's, you know, and especially with like what's going on in, in New York, I know from experience being a mother, being pregnant so many times, what yeah. it feels like when the baby's moving and mm-hmm. you go to get your ultrasounds and you see the baby's eyes or you see them moving. Mm-hmm. And do, do you think ultrasounds play a big part in just reassuring the woman that there is a baby in your womb? Does it play a big part? Um, like, like up until getting your first ultrasound where you actually see, you know, the image of the baby in your, in your stomach. No, because um, your body f- flutters. Mm-hmm. I, I can't. I don't know how else. It's you feel like, the motion inside, nonetheless. Well, though, like it, right? even in the first couple of weeks, you feel like your body is changing. Yeah, yeah. So you know that you don't necessarily feel movement, but your body is, you know, changing mm-hmm. in ways. But in the later, the later weeks, 
you know, you start feeling like the fluttering of movement. And it's not necessarily that the baby's moving. It could be just shifting around. Shifting around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Um, because I, I know there's this nonprofit organization uh, we listen to on Wretched Radio. Wretched Radio, yeah. I forgot the name of it. But overseas, yeah. they have a, um, this nonprofit organization. They help provide free ultrasounds for women who want to get an abortion. And they say that like 80% of the time, the woman changes their, their mind when they see yeah. an ultrasound of the baby. Because these women are yeah. going into the clinics, you know, to get abortions. But before they get the abortion, they're able to, you know, stop them and, and give them the option to have an ultrasound first. And because of the ultrasound, yeah, like Martin said, about 80% of the women that end up seeing the going through the whole ultrasound and seeing the baby end up turning away and not getting abortions because you know obviously it's in the room they may be earlier in the stage but they're able to see like that's a that's a baby inside of me and that's another life and so and, and that that's a cool organization i forgot the name of it do you remember? i'm looking it up right now actually yeah as he looks it up <laughs> but uh you know what, you s- what would get what would get me is mm-hmm. hearing the heartbeat oh yeah um because that's, well, that, that's, that's part what, of the ultrasound. Yeah, that's part of the yeah. ultrasound. Yeah, is but the that's, that was more than anything because uh-huh. sometimes the tech, the techno, um, the technician. I'm sorry, forgive mm-hmm. me. The technician has a screen pointed at them, so you can't really see the, what's going on, but you can hear. Yeah. And I'm like, what is that? You know, it's the baby's heartbeat, and it's pretty. There's cool. an excitement that comes yeah. around. I remember when I, when uh, when Cindy. Um, after she had the miscarriage when she was pregnant with Aiden we went to the doctors and we I heard the heartbeat I started tripping I was like what that's uh-huh. a real heartbeat inside uh-huh. her and there's an excitement that comes, I, with, I, comes remember, from, yeah. I remember that night when uh, we got Julie's first ultrasound too like up until that point I was like oh yeah she's pregnant you know I, I don't know it, it's weird for, for from a, a perspective as a man because obviously it's not inside our stomach, so like it's I feel like But you created it just as yes. Yeah. But but I feel like up until that point of the ultrasound I didn't feel like a connection. I don't know how to explain it. Like because okay. I don't, I'm not, you know, carrying it and I have yet to meet the baby. So have so being a part of that, that ultrasound, you know, hearing it and seeing it. Yeah. You know, I started tearing up I and I started tripping out too. I'm like, dang, like that's a baby, you know. Like, yeah, yeah. It's and called so, and, Real quick, it's called preborn. Preborn. So yeah. we'll probably have a link in, yeah. in, in the episode if you want to go ahead and support that. It's yeah. called preborn. But um, but yeah, that that's really cool how there's a nonprofit that actually does that to help free ultrasounds. And they also help provide you know other you know whether um, maybe their their situation isn't too great. They're able to help provide at least um, the other uh, with diapers and and things like that too. I th- yeah, I think so, and then also to the option of adoption too. If, yeah, if it's a Christian organization. Yeah, it's a Christian organization, and so they they actually minister the gospel. So their the whole their whole motto is that they save they save lives, you know, baby lives, and you know, with the gospel, the, the mommies and daddies' life too. That's good. You know I mean, so that's I mean that's a good work right that's there. That's pretty cool. That is cool. Yeah. yeah, I remember when Aiden was born, um, I cried. <laughs> I seen that baby come out. I was like, "Whoa!" Right. <laughs> it's an excitement that comes with that. You know what I mean? So right. mm-hmm. I don't understand, you know, how someone can glory in that. That's the thing that trips me out the most. How people can just be so, you know, proud of having abortions. It's, it's not. Yeah. It's not something cool. You know what I mean? It's not something having fun. And you even being in the world, you even said that you you knew. I knew. Yeah. I knew it was wrong. Because God has given us a sense of He's given us a conscience. You know, whether you're saved or you're not. You know mm-hmm. the difference between right and wrong. You, you know, know, lying is wrong. Yeah. You know that. Um, yeah. That's why we have to teach children to be good. <laughs> yeah. Why Seriously. would we teach them to be good? Because there is a standard of right and wrong. Whether they, people want to admit it or not, there is a standard of righteousness, and it's the Lord. He set the Ten Commandments, so we know that lying is bad. We know that murder is bad. We know that, you know... Adultery is wrong. We know all these kind of things that are wrong. Why? Because God has established that in our hearts. That right there is evidence of God's existence right there. So no atheist can be without excuse. They can't say that, oh, I never got proof of of a God. You know between right and wrong. Yeah. You know what is and what is not okay to do. That right there is evidence. Because if there's no standard of, of right and wrong, if God is not in the picture, 
then there's no such thing as right or wrong. There's no concept of that. The only way that we have a concept of right and wrong is because God does exist and he is in the picture. Otherwise, we'd just be animals. Yeah, exactly. Animals don't have no concept of right and wrong. They just have instinct. Yeah, yeah. that's a perfect example right there. And so, so is abortion the unpardonable sin then? Is there no forgiveness for women that have abortions? No, there is forgiveness. Amen. There is. Um, I'm a living testimony to that. Amen. And, you know, um, but again, it doesn't give me the right to continue mm-hmm. sinning, mm-hmm. to continue doing it. Um, and for those women that are um, on the fence, mm-hmm. just remember the devil owns the fence. <laughs> Get off the fence. <laughs> um, yeah, there, like I said, there's there are options. There are other um, avenues such as adoption, and you know, go, let's go back to the start too. There's also abstinence. If you don't mm. want to get pregnant, there you go. Exactly. If you don't want to get pregnant, just don't do it. That's something we don't hear also in the yeah. conversation. That's yeah. one thing that that trips me out when I was I was looking into this about the New York law and stuff, and mm-hmm. I was, there were people were talking about their right and their right and their and they want to have an abortion because it's convenient for them and it's the baby would or pregnancy would cramp their style right now, mm-hmm. and I'm like, well, why'd you career. get why'd you yeah. get pregnant? Yeah, why'd you have sex outside of marriage? You know, and I sound like a total hypocrite because that that's what I did. I I got pregnant mm-hmm. outside of marriage. Uh-huh. But now that I know better. Yeah. I, now you can really affirm it yes. and be like the better way is just abstinence. Yeah. 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 Abstinence. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, they used to teach that in schools even when I was a kid. Yeah. But I don't think they teach that in schools anymore. And and honestly, medically going through abortions, what it does to your reproductive mm-hmm. organs, mm-hmm. it's not good. It's not mm. healthy. Your body, your woman's body is created to create, mm. not to terminate. Mm-hmm. You go in there and you're messing up things. You're going against God's order. Guess what you're going to do? You're going to end up probably with problems. Mm. You see women that they don't talk about the bad side of abortion where women go have to go to the hospitals because they had an abortion gone wrong or whatever the mm. case is, even whether it's surgically or medically in, um, done. And, um, and we remember, don't hear about that in the yeah, news. Yeah, huh? I remember mm. after I had it, I was like, felt sick. I just felt so sick. I didn't know what was wrong with me. It's just not natural. Mm-hmm. It's not okay. It's your. It's against the the natural order of what your body is supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And you're you're literally, um, you're causing yourself to to hemorrhage and stuff like that. It's just it's just nasty. It's just yeah, horrible. Dang, yeah, that's you don't a good think point. of that, but you know, the, going back to, you know, it's just it's a hard thing to to deal with if you're struggling with whether you're pregnant and you don't know what to do or uh, you don't feel like there's hope for you and you're pregnant. There's hope for you. There's all kinds of resources there's all kind of or- oh, yeah. organizations when yeah. when i walked into the to the hospital um during my second pregnancy when i was full term and i was i just walked in there and said they i'm pregnant i'm having my baby right now they took me we had the baby and they asked me in in the delivery room are you keeping this baby and i said no so they started um, orchestrating an adoption in in that instant um, because I was on the fence if I was going to keep them or not. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, there's organizations that will move. Now they have um, organizations, you know, that'll take your baby, you know, just like they did with me at that time. They have uh, safe drops. For babies now. Oh know? yeah. Oh, there's actually a documentary. <laughs> Martin borrowed from me like months ago. Has yet to see it yet. still. <laughs> it's actually a really good documentary. It's called The Dropbox. Um, yeah. You seen that? No, no, no. But I've heard. I've heard about. Yeah. It. So, so if you want to check it out, it's on YouTube or on Amazon. But uh, <laughs> it's, it's called The Dropbox, and it's really good. It takes place in South Korea, and there's this pastor um, during his during that time. Uh, I think it was like 20 years ago, or. 
or anyways, but there was a high record of babies being left in alleys. They didn't, obviously it was young women because over there it, it's totally different culture. You know, they're looked down upon, they get kicked out of their homes, they're disowned, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and so these young women will be carrying their baby to full term. And once they have the, the baby, they'll go and, and, and drop the baby in the alleys. And so this pastor um, ended up opening up his home and making it a safe place. So women would, instead of just leaving the baby on the floor in the alley to Damn. die. That's horrible, man. The, that, that they could at least bring their baby to the drop box. So that even though, you know, there's no there's no names being left. There's no nothing, no questions. You just ring the doorbell, put the baby. Anyways. But that's what the documentary is about. is is about that Dropbox. is a, a safe a safe area, and man, that 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 documentary is really touching. It made my son cry. So let's talk about it real quick because you talk about adoption. Um, just want to make two points. Um, first one. Mm-hmm. So the argument against adoption, people would say that, well, why would you want to put, uh, uh, why would you want your baby to grow up in that kind of system? You know, why would you want to put a, a life in, in a tore up, crowded place that is going to grow up sad and, and it's not a good place for, for a person to grow up and it's, it's better for you just to end it and and not put him through that whole sadness and, and things like that. What would you say? Have you heard that argument before um, about the whole adoption thing that it's not good? That's not always the case, though. Mm-hmm. There's plenty of people here in the United States that want to adopt babies. Mm-hmm. A lot. Um, sad is sad and unfortunate. There are kids that are in the system, like mm-hmm. you know, um, I guess you can say if they're like orphanages and stuff yeah. like that. But those are usually and I, and forgive me if I'm misquoting, but it seems like they're mostly the kids that are taken from homes. Mm-hmm. That are like putting, fosters. Yeah, like or taken away from the um, parents. Yeah, mm-hmm. like um, CP, CPS is called mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but as far as, you know, kids being adopted out, there's a lot of kids that do get adopted out. Like with my son, he had people waiting. And, um, yeah, he had, there was a family waiting for him. Mm. And So he didn't really go to the system. No. He got picked up right away. Yeah. Mm, yeah. There you go. And I know, th- I know that because I checked in when he was at 18. I wanted to see if there was any kind of... Um, you know, any kind of uh, communication. As far as you know, did he grow up, you know, in a good home? Or, yeah. yeah. Uh, the the parents were from, like, Westwood, mm-hmm. which was, like, over by UCLA. Oh. And really affluent area. And, mm. um, yeah. It's crazy. When I used to work at Quicksilver at Downtown Disney, uh, one of the coworkers, he was, uh, he was uh, adopted. Mm-hmm. And while I was working there, he was filling us in as as uh, he finally decided to search for his parents, and he ended up finding his parents. and And uh, when he went to go look, he ended up having brothers and sisters, and mm-hmm. and it was like a big old like thing. And so he keeps communication with them now. But it's just it was crazy to see that side of it too from the child's point. So there there to are happy the endings, oh, right? Yeah, In course. adoption. See why 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 would they want to? They don't they don't know that side. They just rather terminate the 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 baby really out of convenience. That's what it's all about. Yeah. Really, yeah. they don't really care about all oh, too many kids in the orphanage or this population. There's too many people in here. This world's messed up. I don't want to bring a baby into this, you know, corrupt world. I think those are all just just reasons. Like a blanket. Over just, the yeah, problem. just trying to justify it. Yeah. Yeah, so because I, some people yeah. have their careers. They they don't want to ruin their careers with a mm-hmm. pregnancy because they have to. Do or they don't want to have that the behind whole, them. Like, mm-hmm. oh, you gave them up for adoption, or even just people to find out. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So uh, point two that I want to talk about. So what about in the cases of rape, incest, things like that? That's another big ar- argument that because someone gets raped, which is a horrible situation. You know, I'm of not. Course. We're not, not condoning that. Yeah, right? it's a messed up situation so what then does a woman have the right then to abort a child if she's been raped no she still doesn't Mm -hmm. no um 
whether she's been raped or whether it's incest or anything like that, it still doesn't give her the right to mm-hmm. take a life. Um, there's nothing... How do you justify that? You know what I mean? I understand yeah. that it's a horrible situation, but if it's... You know, you've gone through this rape and, mm-hmm. um, you know, you're suffering through this, you're going to make yourself suffer that much more with the guilt of killing an innocent child yeah. on top of that. Not only now were you harmed you know, physically by this person and probably scarred for life because you were raped. Yeah. Now you're going to carry, well... Another burden. Another yeah. burden, exactly. Mm-hmm. Why, mm-hmm. you know, you're adding gasoline onto an already burning yeah. fire. You know, you're just mm-hmm. really just going to do yourself in. Um, again, there's adoption. Yeah. There yeah. is. Um, and through that, there's therapy, you know. Yeah. It, there's again there's organizations that will help you get through, get through those kinds of situations yeah um there's church there's all kinds of uh church organizations that will yeah. help you with counseling and stuff we see that very commonly now with uh human sex trafficking yeah so there's women that are being thrust into that kind of environment and so you see churches and organizations stepping up and helping them get account- counseling and learning how to correct um mm-hmm you know what what they were forcibly put into so and then of course unfortunately sometimes they they do get pregnant during situations but there's that does not give you the right to end a life yeah you know again you're you're just adding another burden on you yeah well i think even too in the bible in deuteronomy it goes on to say not to um what's it called not to hold penalty if if uh, of a man hurts a woman while she's pregnant, and the yeah, child and the child gets harmed, then that man is guilty, and he he deserves to be punished under the law of God. And and there's another one too where where the child shouldn't be punished for the sins of the father, nor should yeah. the the father be punished for the sins of the child. Ezekiel eighteen. Ezekiel. Ezekiel. Oh, that's in Ezekiel. Ezekiel okay, eighteen. Yeah. yeah. Never mind. No, but that that's a good point though. That's no, a good yeah, point. Yeah. Uh, those cases are horrible situations. I mean, I can only imagine what a woman would feel, especially a, a young woman would feel after having gone through that. I believe, and I believe that the Bible backs it up, that that man deserves to be put to death. And I think, uh, and a lot of people would say, well, how can you be for, you know, not taking the life in the womb but taking of a life that that you know committed such hor- horrific crimes but we need to remember this justice. is why it's important yeah the concept of justice we need to uh mm-hmm. it's important to study the law of god in the word because those are the those are the books that we usually skim over and we forget about you know, exodus deuteronomy yeah. numbers leviticus but though a lot of what the bible says in the new testament is foundation upon the law of god mm-hmm. so there are situations in the law of God where someone commits such a crime as taking a life or in the cases of rape where the, the person is guilty and is punishable by death and it is justified under the law of God. So mm-hmm. it is right and just for someone like that to be put to death. I do believe in capital punishment and that is not taking of a life. It's practicing God's justice on this earth. That's what it's about. It's justice. So if someone commits such a horrific crime, I believe in the law of God will justify capital punishment in that kind of situation. So I, you know, send me an email, reformedrasa at gmail.com. If you disagree with me, you know, come at me, bro. Better back it up with scripture, you know, because study the, the law of God and you'll see that even the false prophets were to be stoned to death. If you even prophesied falsely, if you even blasphemed the name of the Lord, that's punishable by death. Mm-hmm. And it's and it's all about justice. So how much more at taking or committing such a horrendous, horrendous crime of raping a woman, I think God would would say that is just that is a just punishment you know what i mean yeah i mean you're talking about evangelism yeah okay preach some of the gospel but there's a time for for justice to be served i'm just saying bro <laughs> yeah 
<laughs> so, so I mean, those are those are two situations where the most arguments will come against adoption and and rape. But you know, that's that's the less. Those are the, minimal. The those are the incest is like the the least like common ones. Less than I think was it one percent? Yeah. Of all aborted babies. Because there's I think three thousand abortions committed daily, every day. Yeah, that's crazy. That's a nine eleven every single day, in the United States. If you want to put it in that figure, yeah. No, yeah. So I imagine if there's three thousand abortions happening a day, that's that's more than any mass shooting. That's more than any anything else. That's that would be in that case the number one cause of death in the United States. And that's crazy. And how you were talking about New York, in New York, there's you know when we're talking about you know the black community, there's more babies being aborted than born. Yeah. In last New York. Year, yeah. Yeah. In the black community. Wow. That just tells us the depravity of man. Like, oh man, this this is. Although it is a sensitive topic, it's a serious situation that's going on. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so we as Christians, we have the gospel of Jesus Christ. And this is why it's important to evangelize. You never know what, what someone else is going through. And that, you know, the, the situation that they're in, the gospel is what sets people free. Yes. It's what people experience forgiveness as you have. Yeah. You can have our sins not only forgiven, but forgotten. To be remembered no more as far as east is from the west. west. Yeah. That's my favorite thing to always go back to because I've done some things too, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I've experienced the forgiveness of God. And just to know that he will remember your sins no more is very comforting to me. And that there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Oh, my goodness. That's something very comforting. <laughs> 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 so, yeah, man. Yeah, so, that's good. What, what then would you have... As far as advice for any women that may be pregnant and may have that as a consideration for abortion, what would you encourage them with or any advice? Um, for those that are pregnant, um, there's always somebody in your life that you, that you could reach out to and share your situation with. You're not alone. If you're scared, a lot of times, um, we we're we're scared of rejection or fear of judgment from those around us. That's why we feel that abortion is um, easier because mm-hmm. we can hide it, um, but we can't hide from our feelings. We can't hide from the guilt and the shame of actually committing an infant murder. Um, so my recommendation is to, for those young women or ladies um, to reach out to somebody that you trust um, and reach out and, and ask for support. You're not mm-hmm. alone. And you can get through it. You can get through an adoption. You can, um, you can have peace at the end instead of having guilt and regret. Um, in, in just overall sadness once you know that you've terminated a life. Um, as I mentioned before, there are a plenty of organizations, there are churches that you can reach out to. Um, you know, even schools. Sometimes you can reach out to the counselors in schools if you're somebody that's in like high school mm-hmm. or college. Um, there's ways you can... Um, go around abortion you don't have to use that as a means to an end um so my recommendation is reach out yeah you're not alone um and there's also um just check the internet you know uh search for you know like pro-life um pro-life organizations you know that are uh, for adoption and they'll give you resources. I know even back in 1989 when I was kind of on the fence about whether or not I was going to keep the baby or not. Um, I think I was about four months and I flipped over this. We had yellow pages back then. <laughs> I remember. <laughs> to um, adoption agencies. And there was actually agencies listed. Mm-hmm. 
Like I'm pretty sure hospitals also have that information too, as well, yeah, right? But now that we have the internet, so and it's every information it's a faster hands, than yeah. going to the hospital. It's right there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, there's a nonprofit for everything. There's got to be a nonprofit in your neighborhood for that mm-hmm. as well. So, um, yeah, there's there's lots of resources and yeah, just don't do it. You know. There's always a better option. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I've been through both, both adoption and abortion, and I know that I have peace with the, with the adoption, and I didn't have peace with the abortion. Hmm. So. Yes. Yeah. That's important to say right there. Yeah. I would even mm. encourage any men listening. Step up to the plate, bro. Yes. Anyway, man. I remember in high school, I had a... Uh, two pregnancy scares um before i met my wife uh the first one like in my mind because um i don't even think we were a boyfriend or girlfriend but she was she told me she's like i didn't have my period i was like uh like i was like mm-hmm. i think i was, Ready six, to run away. I think I was 16 mm-hmm. and in my mind i was like okay well you know we had to do abortion and 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 um and so anyways so a week went by and she ended up having her period it was just a late period but then and and then that happened again with a with a different girl but i just remember at that time as a young kid not knowing god like abortion was like right on my mind because of convenience Mm -hmm. like why why would i want to have a baby in high school you know yeah and so just just as a as as a to encourage any young man you know like what we mentioned earlier, the option of abstinence. Save it. Save it for your future wife. For for in the context of marriage. Yes. And then also too, yeah. if, if you are a young man, um, that maybe find yourself in that type of situation where your lady is pregnant. You know, there is always support. Don't be afraid. I remember when me and my wife had a baby. Or when we when when we found out she was pregnant, I was nineteen, she was eighteen, and man, I was scared because I mean I didn't even have a job yet. I I didn't know anything. I didn't know what to do. Um, I cried out to God, and 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 God provided. There's always provision. There's always you yeah. know programs out there, and and especially if if there's a good church nearby, if you already are plugged into a church, don't be so filled with shame to not reach out. Yeah. You know, there there's always support. There's always provision from God, and and it's just a matter of you going out and getting that provision, and going searching for it. Because if you're just gonna you know hide and 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 curl yourself up, like you're not gonna get any help unless you ask for help. You know, yeah. people don't read mm-hmm. thoughts. Yeah. And so I would say that I mean, with situations like these, it just shows that God's way is really the best way because He sets. You know, sometimes people get the misconception that we're doing just obeying rules and just following blindly after <laughs> God. But God's uh-huh. way is really the best way because it really protects us from the sins of the world, the effects of sin. The Bible says that the wages of sin is death, right? Okay. And so if if we're really following, you know, Jesus Christ, we're going to wait until marriage to have sex. And that's just the best way because you're in a covenant relationship. You're together as man and wife. And then you save yourself for each other to the day of marriage, and then you start a family together. There's no need for abortions. There's no need for anything else. All right. So you you even said earlier that you don't talk about what happens to the body when you you know you have an abortion. It's it's actually a risk in in situations too. And that's all just because when you go outside of God's standard, what is left is death. It's sin. It's it's a, you know. The effects of it, it's going to affect you personally. It's harmful. It's harmful. Yeah. So it's really, God's way is really the best way because it's really for our own good and our own protection. You know, when I when I was a child, you know, I always told my dad, I, was, I rebelled against my dad. I told him, I want to find out for myself. I want to see, you know, I want to live my own life. Huh. You know, and after that, I went through a bunch of things that I, sh- I shouldn't have gone through if I would just listen yeah. to my father's law. 
I would have been in a better place, in a better situation in life, you know? So that's what it's really about, is that the Christian mm-hmm. way is really for our own protection. It's, all, it's for our own good. Mm-hmm. God is protecting us from the sins of the world. Yep. He tells us in his word that these are the effects of sin. And so, I mean, think about that, you know? It's, you know, people might, might make fun of us because we, you know, choose to, to abstain from certain things of the world and we don't want to partake or, or do things of the world. But at the end of that whole party scene, of the whole crazy Vida Loca kind of scene, you're left down in a pit alone with guilt because of all the things you've done and if we would just stay in the father's way then we would be protected from all those kinds of things you know so if you imagine like people actually following that keeping sex in the context of marriage for example or even just men staying in the home there would be actually a lot of what we see today wouldn't be around like, yeah. like sexually transmitted diseases yeah. would be gone. Seriously. You know, abandoned um, children would be gone. Like Not only that, you know, gangs would be gangs. gone. Murder rates would be down. You know what I mean? A lot, of, a lot of these things that we see today would be gone, but because people want, you know, what or the, the main theme of the Book of Judges, right? Because they see, mm-hmm. they, they, they do what is right in their own eyes. Mm-hmm. And that's where we're at today. Yeah. So, so hit us up, reformedrasa at gmail.com. If you got any questions, comments, concerns, or rebukes, hit us up. We'll be here. We'll read your emails. Uh, subscribe, like, share, comment, do all that fun mm-hmm. stuff. And if you're really someone out there that is, wants to reach out and you don't know what to do, you find yourself in a situation like this, hit us up. You know, We'll, we'll point you towards the right way. Uh, we have Angelique right here with wisdom <laughs> and knowledge, <laughs> having gone through that and coming out of it. You know what I mean? Praise God. Yeah, praise God. You know, the way I see you, you're a very, like, happy woman. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> a servant, a servant of Christ. You know what yeah, I mean? Servant. Always joyful. Uh, he's redeemed this life. I give it back to him, you know? Amen, <laughs> amen, amen. That's the way it should be. Yeah, yeah. praise God. And also, God. too, if you leave a review, uh, we... I noticed we have five-star reviews. We have uh, reviews, but nobody leaves any comments about it. Give a, give, give a reason why. Don't make it seem like we're creating fake accounts just to get some five-star ratings here. Put a reason why, you know, put, you know, how you were encouraged by it, anything. And then also, too, if you have the Anchor app, I didn't know this until just recently, but you could leave us a voice memo. Is that um, functioning? Yeah, it's functioning. Oh. But nobody's ever left a voicemail. I don't, I don't think anyone's ever noticed that. But if you have the Anchor app, you could you could uh, go to the voice memo and you could leave us a little uh, voice message. So I don't know. I'm nope. just putting it out there. So if nope. anyone would like to do that, you know, That's leave us a little Anchor app. Maybe maybe just explain how you're encouraged, or maybe even just leave us a, a question that yeah. maybe we can answer. You know, or answer uh, it on air. On or read air. your email Recorded. on air. <laughs> Not live, recorded. <laughs> but uh, yeah, thank you guys for listening. Uh, this was another episode by us and uh, continue to grow as we grow and as we continue to discuss di- different topics. So uh, thank yeah. you guys. So may God be glorified through the edification of the saints. And like I always say, a rato vatos. <laughs> <laughs> Peace. Beautiful, beautiful life Dear sister, I hear the place you at I know it ain't nothing easy about going through that There's a baby in your womb, but you wasn't trying to do that You take it all back if you knew that But you ain't have a clue that That time with your boyfriend that late night When you thought you was making love that you would make life And I was feeling unfair, made it ain't like you ain't got a life Shoot the time, it really ain't right Can't quite tell you that I understand your pain But I know you shouldn't feel the scariest and the shame And I know that baby in your stomach ain't gain He's got a heartbeat, he's back to grow a little brain He's depending on his mama, God already knows his name You're made in God's image and that baby is the same Give him life
hard, feeling trapped Like prisoners behind those bars Their hands been dealt, but you don't wanna take those cars On the step, and think about the choice That baby in her womb, she ain't really got a voice So she really needs her daddy to love her and rejoice She's a blessing from the Lord, she don't need to be destroyed Don't abandon her mama, love her and support her She's in pain now too, she needs someone there for her But don't let her hurt your baby girl alive in the womb Cause homie, you'll be looking in her eyes pretty soon Hey, don't get me wrong Look, I agree that we should give women rights That goes for unborn women too Give them life You who wish you would've gave that baby birth But it's too late now Cause your child ain't around I know it hurts to your core That guilt is weighing you down But I've got good news And some healing for your hurts Christ Jesus came He descended to the earth But he ain't come for good people Or even the just He came into the world Just for sinners like us So yeah, he's really grieved When we take our baby's life Cause he made them, but he came to save us from our plate He came shining light that he could save us from our night Her race is out of shame, homie, he can make us right Confess it and believe in the one who paid your cost He died in your place, there's forgiveness at the cross He can give us life Life inside, living, moving